this week we got uh, Lamont Phillips back in, and uh, Josh, and myself, Kevin, and this is Culture Sports. So today, let's be uh, let's talk about who's the best team in the East right now. Well, <laughs> well, I'm kind of torn. I want to, you know, I want to give it to the Sixers, even though they're not showing it. But with the moves they made, pretty good moves. But then Toronto made a big move, and I think Toronto right now is the team in the East to beat. Got Kyle Larry, Cabal, got Leonard, and now you got Marcus All. Marcus All could do it all. And that team's already in second place. Don't 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 be surprised if they take that number one seed pretty easily at this point. So all they were missing was a dominant force that can consistently give them the numbers. That's very true. That is very true. Um I wanted to say the Bucks when I tackled this topic. And the reason why was because at the trade deadline, I felt like they did enough moving a disgruntled Don Maker to address maybe some other needs for their team, as well as kept up with top people in the East who made moves as well. But I decided to go with the Raptors. And it may sound crazy because the Bucks are statistically higher in a lot of areas, but the trade deadline and them getting the saw really helped them out. I mean, they're sixth in points per game, averaging 114.1, and they're 10th in field goal percentage. They're 16 with the saw averaging 45 point. <clears throat> well, the averaging 80.4, let's say from the free throw line, that team is fifth. He already automatically helps them. Gasol being a former defensive player of the year, he helps them in all defensive categories from the blocks to the rebounds to the steals to playing the passing lanes, him being a playmaker on the uh, on the elbow, getting those assists. There's going to be a lot of pick and pops. There's going to be a lot of dribble handoffs right there. And it's going to help Lowry come alive. Lowry struggles in the playoffs a little bit, but I feel like this is the year we see playoff Lowry and Lowry becomes a monster and they probably get over that little bit of a hump that they've had over there in Toronto. Well, for me, uh, <laughs> I, I after after the trade for Tobias Harris, I definitely had the Sixers the best team in the East. But after doing my little research, they're one and eight against the Bucks, Celtics, and the Raptors. But as it's the regular season, so post postseason is, is a different story. Also, the reason why I picked the Sixers is. They have the best starting five, talent-wise, behind the Warriors in the entire NBA. For me personally, Embiid is probably the best big man in the game. He also leads the NBA in double-doubles. Oh, and also he's in top 10 for every offensive category in the NBA. And that's another great thing that I saw. That's a great thing to take note of. And he's definitely a great versatile big man. He can shoot the three. He has a dribble. And he can pass. So another reason is to buy Harris, which an excellent pickup by the Sixers. He's great off the pick and roll. He he's I think I believe he's top three in, in field and three three point percentage. And he's a very versatile player. Another uh, I have JJ of course is because he's a great three point shooter. Probably one of the best. I'll say top three, top ten in the NBA. Then you got Jimmy, who's a great defender and who is very clutch on big time moments. Then you have Ben Simmons, who you know is a great passer <laughs> and who could finish around the rim. One of the best players in the Bay who could finish around the rim. But the, as the reason why I picked the Celt- Sixers right now is because the Celtics are right now are going through a tor- turmoil with uh, the as a team they're very inconsistent as well. Oh, they're slumping hard. And if Kyrie's injury is really serious, they're going to miss him. Mm. All right. The, the, the reason why I say this is this is not last year when they had that mojo where all the young players were just in sync. This year, they're not. They're not in sync because of Kyrie. Mm. They're not mm. in sync because of Kyrie. 
There's a but lot as of dysfunction a, in that locker room. Listen, as, as of right now, the, the sucks is who can really take over a game? As of, as of, today, right now, who can take over a game? I don't see nobody in that, in that you, team yet. You're saying, but you got to remember, it's the same thing with Kyrie and LeBron. When LeBron came, Kyrie shut down. When If Kyrie's really hurt, I guarantee you Jason Tatum steps up again and dominates. Terry Rozier steps up again and dominates. The problem is now you got someone averaging 30-plus minutes a game. These guys ain't getting as much time as they were. See, and I'm not going to lie. I like Terry Rozier's energy off the fence. I like anything he brings in any role that he's in. Alongside Tatum, I think that's probably, like, a good one-two right there. If anybody's going to fill in shoes for Kyrie and bring you something off the yeah. bench and bring something to the table, I think it's going to be – it got to be Rozier. But you know what I want to say about about you picking the Sixers, Kev? The only problem with that starting five that I feel like will always be a problem is the fact that Ben Simmons does not shoot a jumper. I feel like at some point that's going to be the downfall of that team and why I just couldn't put them number one because you not shooting in the playoffs, that's when it's it's physical and driving and getting Damn. buckets in the paint are hard. Him, it just – I want to see him, even if – I don't care if he misses them, but if you're shooting them, it opens up this game. And that's the only reason I didn't pick them because their team is super stacked, like you see, said, man. And I, I agree with that. Like, he could shoot 15, 16, hey, 23s a game and only make two of them. But as long as you make that two, hey, that's six points that you put on the board. That's six points that the defense got to commit to next time around when you guys play them. You know, like you said, it's a physical game in the playoffs. It only gets worse. If he's just going to be limited to that elbow and end game, mid-range jump shot, driving in, trying to get those driving kick passes, you know, he's, he may have a lot of issues, you know. And I didn't pick the Sixers for the reason I went with the Raptors was because that big man was <coughs> Siakam, Ibaka, and Gasol. That's, that's, nice. a good, that's a good rotation they have going there in that front court. I mean, who who is – after indeed that is gonna give that give that problems. Bo Bobin can ball. Bobin can ball. He can ball. What? That's a and death line of Siakam, Ibaka. Ibaka, Gasol. Gasol, Siakam. That's uh that's a little bit of issues. And they're good athletic defenders too. They can stretch out to those wings a little bit and have some extra added length. Let's not forget that. Yeah, that's what's gonna help the Raptors because you could play small ball and play Ibaka at center. Oh yeah, and then and, you could run and stop them defensively. A team, even though right now the Bucks are the number one seed, I just personally I don't think they have the firepower to match up with the Celtics or the Sixers if it comes to a seven game series. Listen, out of the top five teams, Indiana's the only team that they'll probably beat, and it's only because Oladipo went down. Yeah, and in, in a seven game series, Oladipo showed you last year. Yeah, help. He'll bang with the best of them. Oh yeah, defensively at that position, he he'll he'll go up against anybody. It don't even matter your position. He'll go up against him. He's gonna give it all he got. I mean, they haven't missed too much of a beat since he's been he's been gone. They've been hanging in a lot of games, winning some, you know. But I mean, playoff time, it's a whole different element, and that's the type of element that he brings to the game, and that's something they're gonna miss. The same way the Celtics is are gonna miss Kyrie if that injury proves to be significant or lingers on down the stretch. My second best team, I'm going to go with uh, <coughs> Toronto, just because they're a sleeper, in my opinion. Cause just because I feel like Kawhi changed the dynamic of the Toronto Raptors. He brought clutchness to that franchise. Oh, easily, easily, easily. And the plus, adding Gasol was definitely a great pickup. A big man who can shoot the 15-shooter and is a great presence inside the rim. The guy's a bruiser. The guy's a bruiser. Yes. Can't go wrong getting a former defensive player of the year. Uh, the playoff is definitely going to be fun with these uh, top four East teams. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be way better. In my opinion, it's going to be way better than the West playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could say that. I could definitely I could definitely say that. The second round in the East will be amazing. Oh, fuck yeah. The, sec the first round? Uh, all, four the, all, all four of them might, might go five each each round. That's, those teams. That five, six, seven, and eight, there's going to be a lot of flip-flopping going See, on, even though yeah. teams sitting on the outside looking in. The six through eight is going to – it's still not really decided, but depending where Indiana falls in the top five, it should be it should be interesting. Because if the Sixers and Celtics got to go head-to-head, -head, I can see that going seven, man. Ooh, man. I, I just can't wait for the playoffs right now, just for the East. Yeah. See, and it's crazy because, like – 
Miami and Orlando, they both sit on the outside looking in. And they have the smallest points per game differential from their points scored to their opponent's points per game scored. And my uh, Orlando started off pretty hot. So they, they could possibly make that push. Listen, nobody wants to see Wade in the playoffs. That's all I'm going to say. He's going to turn up. Don't want Miami in the playoffs. I don't care what team you are. Oh, man. Are we going to see a Wade of 06? I feel like if he gets into the playoffs, he's going to turn it on because he has nothing to lose at this point. So it's going to be like, <laughs> all or see, oh, yeah, it's all or nothing. So he's going to – LeBron's not in the East, so it's open. That's how every player thinks. LeBron's out West? Yeah, I got a chance to make it. I just got to string it together. Well, his, his knees need to get, need to get, get it together. Hey, hey, you watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you watch your mouth. Father time, got to give him some time. Exactly. <laughs> so, this weekend is uh, All-Star all Weekend. So, who do you guys having for the all the challenges this weekend? Ooh, skills challenge. All right, let's start with the skills challenge here. Who we got? We got Mike Conley, Luka Doncic, De'Aaron Fox, the Joker, Kuzma, Tatum, Vucevic, and Trey Young. That's a fun. That's a that's a wow. That's that's quite the that's wow. quite the field. That's definitely quite the field. Did they <laughs> did they expand it? Has it yeah. Opened, they expanded it, right? Did they? Yeah. Okay, I figured that because I did I feel like, I feel like I feel like before it was like six players. Yeah, but I mean, hey, this the league is expanding. You know, it's becoming a position of the sport. I mean, to expand that field and make it a little bit entertaining, I'm not opposed to it. So I'm gonna have to. I went with Luca. I went with Luca Doncic on this one. Damn it! <laughs> I mean, fuck, <laughs> fuck Josh. <laughs> Yo, I'm leaving. The guy is smooth. The guy is smooth. Finesse. Yeah, he's shown great passing skills. He's maturing as the season goes along. He's throwing a couple triple doubles in there. He's turning turning the ball over at a little bit of a lesser rate. I mean, he has the length to get up and down the court, no issues. And if I'm not mistaken, there's some weaving that goes on getting mm-hmm. around those dummy defenders. You know, he's always probably gonna take that man his two, three strides, and he he could shoot. He's been coming around. He's hitting hard and step backs. A lot of the things he's doing is questionable. Like, why is a 19 year old overseas dude doing this? Like, I think I, I think he comes into the skills challenge and he kills it. You know, I mean, and if anybody else is gonna give him a run for his money. I think it's going to have to be De'Aaron Fox because De'Aaron Fox, that man, is a lightning bolt. He was probably one of the fastest people coming out of that draft. <laughs> he said, damn it. <laughs> well, uh, since, you know, Josh took both my answers, I'm just going to hell of it and just say, I'm going to go with Trey Young. Mm. Just because he's quick, <laughs> he's a good passer, and he definitely hit a three when it, when it comes down to the end of it. So I'm, I'm definitely going to go with Trey Young with that part right there. I, I'd be surprised just because you – just 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 because you took option A and B for me, so I'm gonna go with <laughs> Yeah, Josh, you're a dick. You took my option A, but my option B is not gonna be I think a big man's gonna win it. Uh, don't be surprised if Luca don't win it, Kuzma wins it. Cause Kuzma could do it all too. He's could shoot, he could pass. I don't I don't see any of the point guards winning it. I think they take it too easy when they're in these challenges and it bites them in the ass. See, one person I'm surprised to see in the field is Vucevic. I'm surprised with him overall this year, averaging like 120 something and 12, getting the all star nod. I mean, you're talking about the Denver Nugget, Nugget Center. You must have not been watching basketball the past two years. No, I'm talking, yeah. about, the, I'm, I'm talking about the Magic Center. Oh, he could ball too, but he, yeah, he I could. don't know why he's, yeah, sit down, dude. He might be, yeah, I don't know. He, might, he might be the dark horse that comes out. And funny might. part about that is. The Sixers traded him to the Magic years ago. Imagine if they would have kept him and Embiid. Mm, yep, I mean, he just became a little bit of a high-salary guy. But, I mean, he's just emerging now, too. So, yeah, you got a good point for that one. Oh, man. I'm, surprised no, I'm surprised none of us had um, the uh, the veteran in there, Mike Conley from the Grizzlies, mm. as, like, an option B. He might try to come out and show out on these young boys. Conley's too inconsistent for me. <laughs> That's all. Mm, even with your, <laughs> even even with some good career numbers this year, nah, he's 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 great. But I'm not putting my money on him. Yeah. Nah, nah. So let's talk about the, the three point contest. Before I start, do you guys feel like the three point contest took over the, the dunk contest? Yeah, uh, because as, as the best event for the night. 
Well, I don't even think that might be the best event. The best event might be the skills. The dunk contest is garbage. The, the people that are in it, no offense. What happened to the, the the big names actually wanting to win that title? It's kind of whack. Yeah, that's. I feel like it's lost a lot of hype over the years, you know, and that's just not even with the opinions of other people over the years. That's just, like, my own belief system and what I think. Like, there's... You're running out of a little bit of creativity. There's no stars that are in there. You know, it's it's let's get a, a, a LeBron in there. You know, Kobe used to compete in them with no problem. The McGrady's, the Vince Carter's. Like let's let's I like the idea that some of these youngsters are going with throwing it back, throwing on the Dominique jersey or the Vince Carter jersey. But give us something that we haven't seen. So this is the, this is the list for the three point contest. You got Devin Booker, Steph Curry, Stephen Curry, Green, Joe Harris, Buddy Hurd, Damian Leonard, Middleton, Dirk, and Kemba Walker. Me personally, I got. Damn it, the Suns need something, so I'm gonna go uh, Booker. Booker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go Booker uh, repeating for a three point contest, and if not, I'm gonna go to the the greatest three point shooter of all time, Stephen Curry. Ooh. Well, I got, I got, I got Steph Curry winning it, but that's just because he's the best three point shooter ever. But I would love to see Dirk win this, man. That would be an amazing way to end his career. Yeah, but it might take like five minutes to get all the balls, man. So. He, I'm yo, you just hating on the old men this year, dude. Only <laughs> I can't, I can't condone this negativity. Yeah. It's great. Right? He has, uh, he has no faith in the season veterans. Uh, yeah. the and yeah. and that's what makes me want them to win more. Kev, oh, Wade got bad knees. I hope he comes out and starts dunking on people again. I hope Dirk starts hitting. I hope Dirk hits every every shot except one. Kev, just for you, dude. <laughs> I had my man. Joe Harris from the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, bias ass nigga. No, <laughs> no, and no. I'm telling you, he's gonna bring it home. He's gonna bring it to Brooklyn. He's gonna give us something to smile about, other than <laughs> being able to get into the playoffs again and actually having a pick. And the reason why I said that, he shoots 46.5% from three, and that ranks ahead of everybody in the field pretty much, except for Stephen Curry for the most part. And all these threes that he shoots are catch-and-shoot threes. He only plays 29.8 minutes a game, so he's not hot, but he's not cold. He got some fresh legs under him, and his usage rate in that Nets offense, that's pretty good, is only 17%. He's pretty fetch. Curry, main ball handler. All the other guys, Kemba, main ball handler. JJ, catch-and-shoot, but he's in the starting lineup. He gets his minutes. Come on now. He ranks ahead of Clay, and Clay's not even in the field. But he's Dem- a quality shooter. He ranks ahead of Harden. Come on now. Ain't nobody, Dem- nobody's touching Joe Harris in this conversation. Oh, my God. Booker. <laughs> <laughs> the Suns do need it. They do need a bright spot over there because the sun ain't shining at all. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> but the, the light is dim. The light is dim. They've seen, they've seen better years, but. <coughs> so, we'll Phillips, to talk about your favorite event for the night. Oh my god! This dun, is like, dun, dun. yeah, that's what I look. I'm pricking Bridges to win just because he's from Villanova. That's it. Like the dunk contest, <laughs> the dunk contest is just pretty trash. Like I'm probably not gonna. I'm only gonna watch it because of the podcast. I'm not gonna lie, but I think I do think Smith Junior has pretty good ups, and I feel like if he does even a dunk that we've seen. But because of his height, he's like six foot, I think, six one. It'll get a higher, it'll get a, a good score. So he doesn't have to do as much as the other guys that are like six eight, six six and shit. One of them two young boys are winning. So real real quick, wasn't it always six or eight people that, that did the dunk contest, not just four? It used to be a lot, man. I, I think it used to be like six, but eventually they got it to a narrow field with four. That's because nobody's doing it. I don't understand. It took the fun out. It took the fun out of it a little so bit. So then take the competition out for all that. Uh, I picked Dennis Smith. I picked Dennis Smith. I mean, what, su- it. what surprised me <laughs> when I was looking into it, yo, this kid's first dunk came – well, not his first overall dunk. His first in-game dunk was in eighth grade, and they came off the backboard. Like, for him to come into the NBA combine with a 48-inch vert, to be still young, 21, 22 years old, he's not losing a step. He's just gaining something. You know what I mean? I think – 
He's looking for a fresh start. He's excited. Gets a chance to be an all-star weekend. Starting point guard over there at MSG for the Knicks. I think he gives him something to be uh gives him something to be proud about. He gives himself something to put a little pep in his step going to the second half of the season. He's probably the most athletic and brings the most raw athleticism, but can he be the most clever? That's the only thing. Well, I got Dennis Smith as well, because I don't even know how these people name in here in the dunk contest. And I, I just feel like right now at the moment he's probably the best dunker in the NBA right now. And the best highlight reel right now. So I'm going with Dennis Smith. Oh, please, yeah. Oh, yeah. please, please don't let me down, man. See, it was it was it was hard. It was hard for me a little bit too to go against John Collins because to go against John Collins because I watched a little bit of NBA Summer League and if I remember correctly, I think it was him that dunked on uh, Kyle Kuzma or something like that, and then it made got Lon- or dunked on Lonzo, someone from the Lakers, and someone else got a little pissed off and was like, "Yo, hold on, hold on, I can't do that because they uh they I think they upped John Collins' uh, 2K dunk rating and they dropped the defenders' uh, inside defense rating, so he had a little issue with that, so. <laughs> All right, so moving on for the Lakers, do you feel like the tread deadline and them not trading Anthony Davis, do you think it messes up this team right now who are running the playoffs? Mm. I uh, I don't I don't I think they could overcome adversity. I mean, there's always questions there's always dilemma around LeBron whether he creates it or it's just speculation I mean they're hanging tough in closed games against Rockets Thunder they split a series recently one and one mixed you know they're hanging close with a lot of games a lot of teams they shouldn't be and then they're also losing some winning some by single digits they went six and nine in January which isn't good so far, they're one and four in February, with just a one-point win over the Celtics. Although Kuzma's playing a bit better, still lacks some consistency. Maybe that comes with growth, maturity, as he is getting better. You know, playing with LeBron. Ingram's coming along. His offensive consistency is getting a little bit better. That's the only thing that can fix it. I don't think LeBron will let it get to a point. No matter what speculation surrounds it or whatever the case may be, I don't think he lets it get to that point. So I think they overcome adversity. They get in, whether it's an eight seed, a seven seed, they they make it. Whether it's on the last day of the season, I, I think they make it. Are they getting out of the first round? Not if they're eight seed or a seven seed, but Wait, they got some work to do if they want to be in so, the pack. So you don't think they could beat the Warriors in the playoffs? I don't. Healthy? Healthy think, team. If they no. make the playoffs, that means they bond it. If they bond it, that means Ingram and Kuzma are averaging damn near twenty points a game each. I think they could take them. I think that's what the Warriors don't want. I think the Warriors rather the Lakers face the Nuggets than face them in the first round. To be honest with you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Easily, easily because I mean, eventually, if it gets to a certain point. Who wants to face the Nuggets? The Nuggets are just as scary as any of the other teams in the West. You know what I mean? I know the Warriors don't want to face them. I know nobody want to face them with the boy, the Joker, balling like that. Oh, yeah, exactly. So any other team than Golden Golden State is looking at the field right now, other than themselves, and they're like, okay, this team's a problem, this team's a problem, and this team's a problem. LeBron has always given us issues no matter who's around them. If If any of these other teams that we have to see in the second round or in the Western Conference Finals can be someone else's problem, "Quote unquote," LeBron's. We rather have him take care of it, and we'll handle him later. Kev, what do you think, though? Talk to me. <laughs> All right. So before I start, I feel like LeBron missing those eighteen games really messed up the Lakers. It sure mm. did. He, I feel like LeBron just assumed, "Hey, I'm gonna miss these games, and when I come back, it's just gonna be an on switch for the Lakers." Like with the Cavs, were like you know how the Cavs sometimes they had an on switch and off switch. Mm-hmm. I feel like he probably assumed that with these young players. But his biggest thing is these young players are very, very inconsistent. So, I feel like Kuzma is probably the only player out of the, out of the trade that took this as a motivation. Because mm-hmm. the other night, the other night against Sixers, he dropped twenty three in the first quarter, mm. and finishes <laughs> and finishes the game with thirty nine points and loss. I know <laughs> that man hoops. And then <coughs> another thing, I feel like these young players are just like, "Whew, we're happy to be in LA. We're not moving." Mm. 
I think it's the opposite with that comment. I think they actually need to. I think they feel like no matter what they do this season, they're on the chopping block again. So I think it has to be a sit down where whether LeBron or Magic sit them down and give them their confidence back. Like I said, Kuzma's going to ball. Him and LeBron are like fucking a one-two punch. But I feel like Ingram, ball, anybody else that was talked about being traded, you have to sit them down and give them their confidence. Yeah. Because these young players, they don't understand that this is not about basketball. It's yes. about business. It's business first and mm-hmm. basketball. Yep. And, and that's what's going to – that's the only thing. If, if somebody like LeBron or – I feel like Magic has to do it. Magic needs to have a team meeting and tell these guys, listen, you know, whatever you got to say, whether you got to say, you know, that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, doesn't mean that we don't want you guys here. doesn't mean that we're not going to win with you guys or think we can win with you guys. But when an opportunity, you got to explain to them the business, essentially. Because that team, the players they have, I don't care if they're young, they they can ball if they gel. If they gel in time, People need to watch out for them. Oh, yeah. If they gel, they're going to be scary. I mean, easily. If Let's say it wasn't supposed to be for a trade for Anthony Davis that all those uh, all the all the young core was supposed to go out for. Let's say they would have moved them all around and plugged in different pieces that maybe LeBron would have won around them. They could have went to different teams that are probably sitting in the ninth or the 10th spot or 11th spot, three, four games out, plug them in, and they could have been a difference yeah. on certain teams. Let's be for real. I know a lot of teams are definitely like Kuzma. A lot of teams... Well, definitely like uh like Ingram, ball no question. You know, what I mean, you got a guy who's really who could just average twelve points a game, but could distribute could distribute the ball like no other. You know, what I mean, he's gonna put points per game volume up on the board and help with that. So I'm like, besides the young players being inconsistent, their biggest thing for the Lakers is rim protection. Rim protection. I feel like anybody in the NBA can get through the hole through the Lakers. Like it, they have absolutely no rim protection. Yeah, McGee will get blocks here and there, but that's it. Because like everybody, the Sixers game. Everybody was just going through the whole Tobias Harris, boom, boom, boom. It was it was unbelievable. I was watching that game. And I was like, guys, just throw a body in, in the rim. That's it. But but listen to what team you said they are playing. They're playing a team with the second best starting five in the NBA. I I kind of I kind of let it slide. I kind of let it slide. But yeah. at some point, I think they just got to let LeBron and McGee protect that rim. I don't care who's playing power forward. LeBron can. Nobody wants to jump with LeBron. I'm sorry. I'm just you see six eight, two eighty five down there. It's like uh, maybe I'll shoot this jumper. As of, as of today, I fin I see the Lakers finishing with the eight seed. Who knows? Maybe three a month from now would be totally different. But right, as of right now, I see no hard than eight seed. Yeah, I can agree with that. Now let's say they don't make the playoffs. Woo! They on a they on a pick they on a pick this year if I'm not mistaken correct. Woo! The whole eleven play, uh, how many how many starters are I mean how many players on the NBA team? Fifteen. Yeah. 15. All four teams up 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 for grabs. They're all good. that that whole team is gutted. That whole team is gutted, and they're gonna try to move up in the draft. Up up. For, up, for, up. Uh, that's not smart. I don't think so. I think it's not smart. Do. If you gut that team, you're gutting at least three players that could be. Put- Potential all stars are greater in Kuzma, Ingram, and Ball. The whole the whole thing is when it comes to playing LeBron, there is no developing. It's win now. Well, win that's, now. That, that, that's the mess up situation about playing with LeBron. Okay, well, as a GM, then LeBron. No offense, how many more years is LeBron going to play? A so solid, you're going to solid what three and a half, four. So probably. three, so three and a half. Don't listen. Let me state this now. Do not do what they did. And letting go of D low. You let go of D'Angelo Russell, he got time to develop, and now he's showing you what he was in college. A dominant point guard who can shoot, can everything. You let go of those players, that means you lost four players that are gonna end up being potential all-stars and being only like 23, 24 years old. You want that to bite you in the ass for a LeBron? Don't don't he, LeBron gotta stop being a bitch at this point. You went to a team that you knew had to de- He went to a team he knew had to develop. Now it's, oh. No. You went there. <laughs> let him develop. For that, if he wanted to win now, technically he should have signed with the Warriors. Let's be honest. He could have no. took a, a, a DeMarcus Cousins deal, and it could have been <laughs> Steph, Thompson, Durant, LeBron, 
Green and Cousin. That's all. So if you want to win now, that's what you do. No, what LeBron is doing is he's trying to prove a point. And I feel like if he can make the playoffs with this team, it does show a lot to me because the one harder. And you're doing it with players that they're not developed. In the NBA, as a point guard, you need like three years to develop. And look, Russell's an example. And Kuzma's developing. He's the only person I would not trade. Who? Kuzma. Yeah, yeah, but that's but if all right, that's saying don't trade him. But if you're if if you're if you're magic, right? I mean, not even magic, if you're any team in the league, that's the person you have to put in my deal. I don't care who you give me. I want Kuzma. I want Kuzma. Guaranteed if Kuzma's not in it, you're not getting nobody off my team. Kuzma's I'm telling you, Kuzma's he's uh it's just a feeling when he he balls different. You have okay. to get Kuzma. Okay, okay, New Orleans Pelican GM. Yeah, you know. That's why <laughs> so, they did. So Kuzma holds the most value. Yes. yes. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> See, but listen, I, I, I don't want to take nothing away from Ingram or Ball. Because, you know, it, it sounds is this, this comparison is going to sound crazy. But Ball has always reminded me. A fucking Jason Kidd. I Damn don't it. have to score. I don't have to score to be dominant, and I could give you a triple double of 10, 10, and 10, 12, 12, and 12. And that's something, too. Like when LeBron leaves, you don't want that to be missing. And Ingram is showing me, Kevin put me on. He said, Watch Ingram ball. I'm watching Ingram ball. Yo, if he puts on like five, 10 pounds of muscle, he might be able to defend that rim his damn self. Because what is he, 6'8", 6'9", 6'10", some stupid shit? Yeah, and, yep, weigh, yep. and weighs and weighs like 60 pounds? But but if he puts on this muscle, like, this, everybody is supposed to develop. If I'm Ingram, I'm developing my defense and, and, and I'm hitting the gym with LeBron all, all season. I'm getting balked. I don't care if I got to take steroids. Nigga, no, I'm trying to stop some, get some blocks. That's it. All right. Well, the next topic should be very fun. Oh, God. So, who do you guys think is the dark horse of the NBA? Be, who could they make a big run between the West and the East? Uh, can you guys we give one of both? Can we give, like, both? I mean, it's up to you. Whatever makes you happy. Oh, wow. Well, I- I'll do the East. Now, I have a, a sleeper team because people just not giving them credit, counting them out. That's the Celtics. For, for obvious re- reasons, they have enough power there to compete with anybody. But my real sleeper in the East is... Ah, oh, the fucking Brooklyn Nets, man. Yeah, let me hear it's, it. It's, ah. Listen, I, listen I, I'm looking at this team, and it's just like, yo, they got, they just, it, DeMar, DeMar Carroll, he's a defender. He got Allen, he's a good defender. Allen Crabb to shoot the three. Ed Davis is a good backup center. <clears throat> Spencer uh, Dinwiddle, he can ball. Jared Dudley, he can he could play defense and hit the three. Joe Harris, he can hit the three. Hollis Jefferson can defend. Then you have <coughs> D'Angelo Russell, who's showing everybody the Lakers made one of the biggest, dumbest decisions in trading him. An all-star. Ooh. Yes. And he's 6'5", 22 years old. 22 years old. Dominating, yo. Can I say a real quick comment? Of course, you can, sweetheart. You know what's crazy? The Nets rebuild faster than the New York Knicks in the past five years. Hey, but <laughs> but do you know it. why? I love it. I love but Lamont, Lamont, go ahead, though. I'm done. The, the, the Knicks, I, yo, bro, they don't want to win. I'm sorry. You trade away Przingis for Smith Jr. when you, you didn't draft him, he was available in the draft, yo. The owner is just trying to get money, as much money as he can. Don't be surprised if he sells the team in a couple years because he's not building that team to win, dude. Come on. I think that team needs to get needs to be a league control team for a couple years, the same way the Hornets were, and they vetoed the trade that would have sent Chris Paul to the Lakers. I think something needs to be done over there in the Knicks organization because as long as James Dolan is sitting up in that seat. Ain't nothing going to happen, but good. But I'm not worried about it because on the other side, with the Nets, we looking good. And that was my pick for the Dark Horse team. Young squad, played hard, 
You got Kenny Atkinson there at the head coach, and they just happen to buy into this grit and grind system that he got going on. They're hanging tough with the toughest teams, squeezing out wins, hitting buzzer beaters, getting wins in overtime. What was it? Uh, I think last night or today we got Carice LeVert back. He's an excellent addition. I mean, we've been winning without him, but anything he's bringing now is just going to be a bonus. You know what I mean? Decent defender. He's a good scoring option going to the rim. We're minus, point, we're minus six tenths points per game in the differential against other teams, but that could change when Didwitty returns as well because that's given us more offense, more points per game. That could turn into a positive outscoring our opponents. Jared Allen, Hollis Jefferson, Ed Davis, Damari Carroll, just going back to what you guys said, that's a solid young front court rotation with good athleticism and high energy. They probably can't do all the things back to the basket-wise that a lot of other big men could do or a lot of other teams have implemented. But if they could fend, they could defend it and they could get out and running and they could get ahead in the pack, this team is going to be real scary to watch in the East. My turn. So, my dark horse for the entire NBA between West and East is OKC. Ooh, I like that. I like that. As of right now, February 13, 2019, in my opinion, Paul George is the MVP. He is balling. As as the last 11 games, he's averaging over 34 points a game. And Westbrook might be finally learning, you know what? I'm going to defer to Paul George. Even though he's still going to play a very inefficient game, but he's not jacking up like he used to. As long as he keeps his shots a minimum, the OKC should be fine, in my opinion. Second, in my opinion, I, I think they're the second-best team in the, in the West behind the Warriors. And I believe if they can make it to the West, I believe they can make it to the Western Conference Finals as long as Westbrook doesn't go back to the old mentality of just jacking shit up. Because as of right now, in the past, he, he, has, he broke the record for 10 straight games of triple-doubles. They're not, he's not dropping 25, 10, 10, 10. It's, it's all like legit, like 21, 10, and 10, you know, 16, 10, and 10. He's not jacking up. It's Paul George leading the way. And then finally, I, February 13, 2019, Paul George is the best player in the NBA right now. Yeah, I was literally yeah, just saying, yeah, that. yeah, I said it. He's on a tear that nobody's talking about. I'm I'm so happy for him, man. Just because everything's like Harden this, Harden that, Golden State this, Harden that, Kevin Durant free agency. Why are we not talking enough about what Paul George is doing in OKC? Like, they were talking about this man wasn't even going to go back there. He was going to go to L.A. He was going to join LeBron. Westbrook was the problem. You know, like, like you were saying, Kev, Westbrook is shooting the ball a little bit less, and they're having a lot more success as a team, not just Paul George, as a team. Yes, and then the whole thing is Paul George is leading the NBA in steals, which he is a runner for defensive player of the year. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And let's not let's not forget, let's not forget when he was in Indiana, I believe it was his last year in Indiana, and even a little bit in OKC before he actually returned on the extension. He played a little bit of power forward, especially his last year in Indiana. Yeah. He wasn't too happy about it, but he did play a little bit of power forward. So that man knows how to play some post defense. He can squeeze a blocker to a game out in there. Doesn't surprise me that he could be up in the running for defensive player of the year because the man gets after it. Yeah, and this year I this is the most the most I've seen him be as clutch. Because before he was like zero eight to start for game winning shots. I feel like he's he's been hitting a lot of clutch shots this year. Oh yeah, go aheads. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's go OKC baby. So yeah, definitely like you said, Westbrook. You know, he took a fall back and he was like, you know, let me. I got to not necessarily pass the torch over, but I got to trust somebody else a little bit more other than myself. You know, I got to know that there can be not just an option B, but somebody other than me. You know, he just like, what was it, two weeks ago? He went, he tried to get the game-winning bucket, and he turned the ball over. Yeah, like, why? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? But things have been different since then. It's just all the mentality thing, all the mentality thing. And I think finally now, you know, he – Guy got his got his ego intact, you know. Put a little bit of things beside himself, and he's like, you know, let's just get this done. All right. So, what do you guys think of uh, Brown signing Kareem Hunt? I love it. Hold on, hold on. Yes, some football talk. 
I and love it. And the season's done. We can talk about football. <laughs> I just wish he'd come back already. But um, <laughs> I love it. I mean, I love it. If he plays, it's going to be great. I mean, it's a two-running-back league. But to think they're going to have three, Duke Johnson Jr., Nick Chubb, and Hunt. So, I mean, he's an option to run, option to pass, option to blocking game. You know, a little bit of wildcat in there, whatever the case may be. The man gives you options and versatility all over the field. You know, and I feel like the addition of him, if he plays, whether it's 16 games, 12 games, 10 games, he's going to help prevent Baker Mayfield from having a sophomore slump. That he's going to serve as an extra security blanket. He has seven touchdowns last year, 824 yards on 181 attempts rushing in just 11 games. And to go with that, 378 yards receiving and seven touchdowns on 26 catches and 35 targets. His legs are pretty fresh. He's only two years in the league. I think they got a steal here. They definitely got a steal. That offense is definitely going to be ramped up, adding more firepower. Definitely going to see a bigger improvement in Baker Mayfield. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, although Kareem Hunt's numbers were on pace to take a little bit of a dip with Mahomes being the starting quarterback in Kansas City, and Kareem Hunt understood that early in the season, you can't see the same in uh, in Cleveland there. I mean, I think it's going to be a Cleveland show. We ain't going to be talking about the Cavaliers. I think we're going to be talking about the Browns, and it's going to be for a little bit. So, I think the Browns, as of right now, this might be a top five signing of the year. Just because they signed him to a league minimum. Yeah. For the past two years, I say he's probably easily top five running back in the game the past two years. Easily, easily. And Hunt, he, I think, played what, 11 games and already had 824 yards and seven touchdowns before getting released. And, like and in plus, 11 games. <laughs> yes. And plus, he was killing my fantasy league. So right when I lost him, my fantasy league went downhill. Also, Kareem Hunt, he's only 23 years old. He has not even hit his prime yet. So you're playing like that, not even hitting the prime. And another thing for Hunt, he's a very elusive runner. He has patience, he has his speed, and he has catching ability. As of right now, on paper, the Browns is the best team in the AFC North. On paper. And I believe the Browns did release... Are are going to release Duke Johnson though? Believe so. Yeah. So see, so, I don't think they should release him. I think make him trade bait. Get a third round pick, a fourth round pick, or something. See what you can do. Make a couple moves. So I feel like the the, the duo between uh, Hunt and Chubb might be the best duo in the NFL right now. Because uh, I I can't name anybody who's better than them two put together. And the Browns are definitely going to be a fun team to watch in the NFL next year, which is pretty cool. Because it's been like forty five years since they've been trash. <laughs> I still think they should have made the playoffs last year, man. But I mean, I think this is the year they make up for it. So I think, I think, I, they might win the AFC North because Steelers is everybody wants to leave that team because they don't want to play the Rapists anymore. Bengals are the Bengals, so you know, and and I think that's the second best team in the AFC North is the Ravens. Yeah, with some question marks around that with the move they made today. We'll we'll, we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. Mr. Phillips. All right, I guess he's not here. Phillips, Phillips. All righty. So, so what do you think about the uh, the AFF? I think it's, I think it's, I think it's going to be good. You know, I think it's going to be good for football overall at any level. You know, players can develop. You know, prior to getting into the NFL, instead of just giving it up, thinking they got nothing, bouncing around, you know, from league to league, whatever the case may be, CFL and stuff. Um, I mean, let's face it, a lot of players, a lot of players in college, all pro, all American, first team SEC, ACC, they can play their tails off and they don't get drafted or they don't get roster spots. And I think the AAF, it gives them a chance for that. You know, it gives them a, a – you'll probably see a lot of familiar names. You know, I'm excited to see some quarterbacks out there. I mean, you hear a lot of, you hear a lot of things about Jamarcus Russell and what he could have been. Maybe he throws himself in a little bit of shape. He could get out there. You know, I saw something about Trent Richardson had two touchdowns or something like that. You know, I mean, 
it's a protect the quarterback league as well. I've read something about you can't rush more than five people, so it protects the quarterback. But I also read something about the offensive lines are somewhat mediocre because of the rarity of good offensive linemen. So that could help quarterbacks excel. That could help quarterbacks get back in the league that actually haven't had a shot in the NFL in a couple of years, but names still kind of float around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Question. Go ahead, Mr. Phillips. Welcome back. No, I was here. I don't know what happened. Anyway, uh, did you see the hit on the quarterback? There's no protecting the quarterback. I seen the quarterback get hit so hard, I felt it. That was the best hit. Best hit. Best hit of the season. That hit had me so excited. I, I thought I was gonna run through the wall. See, and I was, I was, and I was gonna get to that too. And I'm like, uh, for not nah. being able to rush more than five, that guy looked like he took a Listen, little bit of a hit. I want to say this. Not only are the – they're playing football how it should be played. I want to make an uh, uh, about the officials. They have a ninth, ninth officials called the Sky official. So now what happens if a ref misses a call, this official has the power to now throw a fag and be like, oh, that was a helmet to a helmet. Oh, that was a pass interference. This official can overturn a call that they missed on the field. This is something that the NFL is now going to have to consider thanks to the St. Louis Rams and New Orleans Saints game and then the Rams looking like they shouldn't have been in the Super Bowl uh-huh, and everything. Brother. So, yeah, I mean, it to me it's exciting because it's like, do you remember when uh, 2K had a football game and Madden had to step it up, how excited it was? Oh, now you got to add new stuff. Now the NFL has to step it up. They got they got someone on their ass. Because after I seen that hit, I was <laughs> I want to watch it. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So they got a little bit. I mean, I saw something about the ratings too. I think that the first game that aired after the Super Bowl, it um it had higher ratings than the OKC and Houston Rockets game. It did. That same night. It did. It did. Yes, it so did. It's generating some excitement. <laughs> Getting some excitement in there. I mean, you got some familiar names, familiar faces. Aside from you know, you get those big quarterback hits and some high, some high octane stuff. Especially after the Super Bowl when the college season isn't in effect. That's something like a uh, year round football. So just, just hear me out. Just like I don't think the NFL might do it, but I maybe it's, it can it can be an idea. I feel like the NFL should like partner up with the AFA and use it as a de- development. Like the G League for the NBA. Yep. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be a bad idea at all. Since you know, like the NBA, the the, the cater to your players. If you're not developing right, you still have a chance to make it to the NBA. You can go for G League for a year or two and possibly come back up. And the G League is not a bad thing. It just helps you develop your game even better. So I feel like the NFL, since the NFL on an average player's career is only three years long, maybe with the AFA, if if they like, you know made a partnership, an NFL player's career could last maybe seven, three years, maybe five years. Gives them some more longevity, some more security. With yes. That. I agree. I agree with that. I mean, because then going back to what I said earlier, like some of these players, you know, they, they fizzle out too too quick. You know what I yeah. mean? Like some of these big names, it, it would have helped a lot of players, you know, get back on track and stuff like that. So that's something they definitely should consider. I mean, I feel like the new league would be opposed to it, maybe because of the difference, maybe in the rules. But that's you know why they're going to be opposed to it? They're gonna they're gonna end up buying it out or something because the NFL is like a bully. It's, they don't like they, they don't like competition. They don't they want up. something that's yep. gonna compete with them. And we're talking AAF, and they also are bringing back XFL. What Kev said made perfect sense. You have a developmental league. The problem now is they want you to, oh, we're going to plug you in. You better be great. Now, if you have a D league, D league, however they'll figure this out, it will help so much because now you could you could draft a player, and if you have a, a veteran quarterback, yo, let that player go play in the AAF, get his snaps, get some repetition, take a couple hits. You see what you're working with before you just, hey, let's throw him in, let's throw him in there, you know. Yeah. So like like, like, like what uh, Josh said, when Trevor Richardson he scored two shutdowns, that was probably the most he ever did in his NFL career. Yeah. Maybe yeah. his biggest thing is he wasn't patient enough for the whole to develop. He always ran right to the to the to the um the defender. And now he learned learned. 
mm-hmm. might get a chance. Who knows? But, but Lamont, what you're saying that a- the XFL coming back, I feel like it's going to be a competition between the AF- AFL versus the AXL. AFXL. But I feel like one of them is going to fall. I-, I don't feel like you're going to be able to keep both of them. You know what no, I mean? No, I-, I get what you're saying, but I feel like you have the D League, you have the G League. Why can't you have that in the NFL? Like, to me, it just makes sense. Like you said, have the NFL smart. You want to make money? That's what you're worried about? Buy both of them out. Keep them as, like, sub-contractors, sub, sub like, if you own the business. Like, you work for me, but you have your own rules. As in, I get a piece of that pie, and y'all still do it. So, if a player gets called up, cool. You're still helping them, and these players can get money and get insurance. It just it would make sense. Instead of letting two – now you have two opportunities for players to grow – and bring them in. Just like they're bringing people from arena football. If arena football can work and some players get a chance, why wouldn't you want another uh, another outlet to actually see some talent before you invest millions of dollars into? Well, we, sh- we shall see. That's definitely going to be a discussion at the roundtable come the new uh, collective bargaining agreement. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like we should play a, a quick game before the show is over, <laughs> since uh, since a lot of things happened today. So I feel like all three of us give our quick opinions of what happened today. So first off, what do you guys think about the Joe Flacco trade to the Broncos? I think the I think the what did what did the Broncos give up? I don't remember it's, it's saying what they gave up. I think it was probably like a fourth or fifth round pick. If they if, if they gave up a fourth or fifth round pick, that's a steal because Joe Flacco could ball. Uh. And I mean, the Broncos just need a quarterback, kind of. We'll see. I I think Flacco could still ball. That's in my head. So I think it was me, a good trade. Me personally, I just think it was a whatever trade. I think he's on the he's on the pan he's gonna pan out just like Case Keenan was for this year for the Broncos. <laughs> the reason the reason why I say this is because John Oil he's a, one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and he can't get a good quarterback besides Peyton Manning. That doesn't count. Everybody, everybody else was trash. Travis Trevor Simeon. Uh, Paxton Lynch, Lynch. Paxton Lynch, uh, Case Keenum, like Joe Flacco is, is going to have the same exact year where Case Keenum is. I mean, in but, my but in my opinion, Joe Flacco has been in the league and shown that he could ball. Case Keenum had one good year, and everyone bit the hype. Yeah, <laughs> I, yo, that's like that's like people with um, what's his name, Kirk Cousins. I I would never pay him. It, perfect. I seen some. I think it was Shannon Sharp. He was like. He's like the girlfriend that you just never give a house key because it's cool to hang with her, but you don't want to come home and she's just there without you knowing. Kirk Cousins is the best best quarterback when it comes to playing uh, bad teams. That's he, it. He's That's the it. best quarterback at learning how to finesse people out of $90 million <laughs> like it was nothing. Stay far away from him and Joe Kim Noah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I think – I don't like it, but it might be good for the Broncos. What other choices did they have? I mean, if they was going to try to go after Foles and get him out of Philly after they franchise tag him, they were definitely going to have to give up more than a fourth or fifth round pick, and I don't think that's anything they wanted to part with given the fact that they're somewhat in that rebuilding stage trying to get better. You know what I mean? And a quarterback may be the problem, but like you going back to what you guys said, Elway's a good quarterback. For some reason, he just can't pick one to run his franchise, to lead his franchise. So, I mean, I don't like it. They had no other options. There's a whole bunch of other teams in the market for a quarterback that possibly could have gave up more assets than they were able to. So, time was taken for them at this point. If Flacco was what it does, then that's what's gonna have to. Then that's what's gonna have to do for them. Last thing, the Bronco has the Bronco has too many holes besides a, a quarterback right now. So this really didn't do anything for me personally. Way too many, and that carry that contract carries over with them too, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, I, the Ravens take the hit on sixteen million, and the Broncos get the rest. Yeah. So, what do you guys think about the uh, Tony Brown officially saying that he wants out of the uh, Steelers? Come to Philly, come to Philly, come on, come to Philly. <laughs> Yo, if, if, if we dealt with T.O., you could deal with him, period, period. Antonio Brown, wherever he goes, if you're not a playoff team, you're probably going to be a playoff team. He, You just got to understand him as a player that 
he got to go on a team that everybody else don't care about getting the ball. They care about winning. Because if you plug him into a team that everybody wants the ball, like him and Odell, they can't coexist in my head. Because Odell wants the ball, he wants the ball. Now you send him to San Fran where they don't got no one to throw the ball except their tight end. He's going to do great because you're going to give him the fucking ball. So if he goes to – let me just throw some teams out there. So if he goes to Cleveland, you see issues going on? Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. He'll be – because not only is he not the go-to guy, now you're competing with Baker Mayfield's team, Kareem Hunt's team, uh, Jar- uh, Jarvis, Jarvis Landry. Landry's team, Miles Garrett. is like He's just one of those players that if he's not – being talked about. Yes, he's going to be like, oh, I'm not happy here. And the Browns are just a few players away defensively from being a powerhouse. So, uh, All right. Um, the Colts. If he went to the Colts. You see no. 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 Listen, listen. <laughs> if no. he went to the Colts, that would be the best thing for him because T.Y. Hilton was fuck- so, so fucking hurt this year. And T.Y. doesn't complain. He showed you that he just wants to win. And if you give fucking Andrew Luck a fucking receiver like that, I'll be scared. If I was in the AFC, I'll be scared to face them ever. Playoffs, regulars, nope. It would be unfair. So, I feel like we're missing the bigger picture here. There's something really going on in, in, in uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Bell, Bell, he's like, yo, I'm, I'm not going back. Mm-hmm. Brown is like, I went out of here. Do not be surprised with the next two years. Juju's like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's there's. It's it's Big Ben. He's a piece of shit quarterback. I don't care what nobody says. Yeah, he put up great numbers. He's not a leader and he's a rapist. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to throw it in. from from what I'm hearing is basically Ben is Ben is the one that gets babied, and Tomlin allows it. Listen, you have to have a coach that sets the tone. Nobody is bigger than the team. Ben thinks he's bigger than the team. You could tell, like. He threw a rookie receiver under the bus instead of taking – as a quarterback, you own that shit. A great quarterback, you own that shit. How many games has Luck – Luck could have easily been like, oh, if he if this dude caught the ball, Wentz the same thing. If he caught the ball, we win. Nick Foles, Jeffries dropped the pass that ended their season, and he took the blame. Oh, it was my fault. No, not fucking Ben Roethlisberger. It's a rookie's fault. What? So these are my three teams for uh, possibles: 49ers, Seattle, Philly. Uh, yeah, I mean, he wants to come to Philly because all my all my players they just want to win, baby. And then the, whole thing, the reason why I say Philly is they have ten plus draft picks this year, so they could probably give up two whatever picks. You know, no, no, nah, uh, we'll uh, give up one. That's it. <laughs> and that's all pace for what I was thinking too. I was thinking Philly. Uh, I was also thinking Oakland. Although it may not be an ideal situation for them, uh, they, they do have the assets to give up. Pick that's wise. true. You, you're right about that. No, I mean, at the end of the day, Pittsburgh wants to stay uh, stay winning and they want to stay relevant. I don't think they're worried about what Tony where Antonio Brown is going to be happy at. My dark horse would be getting the Tony Brown. The Redskins, you know, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> Yo, oh, no. they, they pick up people that beat up bitches and then – Cut somebody for saying the defensive coordinator should play different players. Yeah, <laughs> fucking right. idiots. So uh, a rumor, I don't know if you guys saw yet, Jay Glazer said that um, the Giants are open up to uh, trading Odell Beckham. Thoughts? Mm-hmm. I, I'll take Odell. If, if I'm a coach, you take, you take the risk on Odell. I just think Odell's not happy because of his quarterback, and they don't want to switch Eli. for. It's the same thing as Pittsburgh. Eli is not that great, and how long do you have to play with this guy being mediocre or shitty before you're like, okay, let me get you a quarterback? Like, what are they going to do? See, and, like, I I, I do believe that a little bit because, like, look at these, these young quarterbacks and these young players at their position, you know what I mean, outside of their position that come out in the same draft class, the draft class prior, the draft class after, that are having success in the league in different systems. And look at Odell's passion to win, how much energy and how much passion he puts into the game when he's healthy, whether he's injured, rehabbing, whatever the case may be. And he's looking around and he's like, all these teams are making these adjustments for these guys. What's going on with me? Why, mm-hmm. why, why ain't I in a system like that what's what's you know what i mean it's probably he's probably thinking what's wrong with me it's not you know what i mean eventually i mean it's not him it's their quarterback but 
how many times they're going to sit there and they're going to turn the blind eye to it's the quarterback before they're going to sit there. Because, I mean, when Odell wants out, what are they going to do? Turn the blind eye to that? Oh, there's going to be issues there. You know what I mean? So I think it's better that they move him now before it gets to that point. I mean, not to say wide receiver, it's a – it's 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 an evolving position. Let's face it. I mean, you can get a go wide receiver in the second round, the third round of a draft. Is Odell a dime of a dozen? Yes, he is. But you can get a lot of assets for him. You can get a player that you can plug in now, fill in as a role player, give you numbers at somewhat like Odell, not over the top. But I mean, avoid the problems, avoid the drama, make the man happy. He gave you what he could, and you guys didn't want to stand by him. Let him walk. So uh, another big picture we're missing. The reason why Odell gets so much shine is because of the New York media. So, you, you know, and you play New York, you're going to be scrutinized for any little thing he does. So, when he has his – I don't say it's antics. I, I, I think it's passion. Because when Tom Brady curses, cursing people out in the side, they say it's passion. But when, when a black person does it, oh, he's, he's being a troublemaker in the sideline. So, since he plays New York, he's going to be criticized for that. So, he obviously, since he's been with the Giants since he came in, they only had one winning season, and every year they're out of the playoffs. And if he stays with the team next year, guess what? The Giants are not going to be in the playoffs again. Just book it already. Yep. And as long as Eli's a starting quarterback, they're, they're not going to win. So, hey, I'm going to be biased. I don't care. Come down to Indianapolis. We'll give you J- Jacoby and a second-round pick. We got four of them. We got four of them this year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and yeah, Brissett, right? Yeah, yep. uh, he, yep. he gets a little bit of love, you know, throughout the league. He opens up some eyes in the preseason. So, I mean, I know a lot of teams, you got Miami in the market for a quarterback, too. I wouldn't be surprised if Indianapolis phone is ringing about him as well. So, like, uh, I mean, New I'm York, just, that's, that's definitely a call they got to make. I'm just saying, Odell for Nick Foles. Come on, dude. They, I, I gave you Brown. I don't want Nick no, Foles in our division. Send him elsewhere. The, listen, let me explain something to you. And I love Nick Foles as a quarterback. But, Kev, what have I said? Over a whole year, his stats are not that great. With that offensive line, even Nick Foles can't save the Giants. And if you trade, <laughs> o- and if you trade Odell... He doesn't have nearly no, the weapons uh, he had in field. Lamont, Lamont, real quick. What? Nick Foles definitely gets the ball out of his hands very fast. Okay. It doesn't – okay. So, you're telling me you send him to New York and that shitty-ass offensive line and he's going to be able to take that team to the playoffs? Yes. You're crazy. I'll put money on it. I hope – now I hope. Save the date because Nick Foles can't save that shitty offense. And, that sh- and, the, and the way that that team's going – they're going to release their best pass rusher, their be- best defender. Don't be surprised if that team isn't a whole different team because if I'm Landon Collins, I don't even want to stay there either. Come to Indianapolis. No, no. How about friendship over? End the show now. I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, last topic. We're going to talk about one of my favorite artists. It's been 10 years since his mixtape so far gone. What do you guys think about that mixtape? I liked it. I like the, you know, I I like Drake. I ain't gonna lie. He he touches a lot of different areas of music. He's real, he's real open minded. He'll jump in a little bit of hip hop. He'll do his little R and B stuff. But I'm talking about so far gone. His first his first mixtape, or second mixtape. That was good. That was good. I remember bumping it all the time. I had it downloaded on an iPod. I had it downloaded on my phone. Everywhere I went, I was before my games. You know what I mean? Ignit Ignit shit was a good song. You know, he was sitting there doing a couple things, man. Yeah, he did. He used to, he used to land in Vegas. Classic. Best I ever had. Classic. Classic. Best I ever had. My 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 favorite song from that that makes it would definitely be uh What's Real. Yeah, What's Real. What's Real. Success. No, say, say, say say What's Real. Successful was a classic too. You know, of every, course, I, everyone so that one that one went mainstream. Everyone was singing that. Like I think I, th- I think I think I think it's a top five mixtape of all time. Mm-hmm. We could put it up there for our era. For, our, for yeah, our, yeah, not for yeah, our, our definitely. definitely. <laughs> So, but I mean, yeah, he's gonna keep evolving, man. He's gonna keep evolving. I think I feel like in ten years we're gonna be talking about another mixtape that he maybe came out this year. You know what I, you know what I mean? So, big ups to him. Big ups to him doing his thing. He shouldn't have cut his Grammy speech short though. I'm a little bit mad about that, but <laughs> racist, <laughs> racist. Oh my god, here we go. <laughs> Lamont, Lamont, talk about here we go. Thoughts, Mister Phillips? Listen, man. <laughs> Drake is great, man. Everything he does. Once Drake came out, he just changed the game. So anything, I think that was his his second one. But yeah, it's it's 
it yeah. does it doesn't matter because it was just a classic and he never let go. Gas. <laughs> you know it's crazy. You know it's crazy. That's the first mistake ever to be nominated for a Grammy. Yeah. Enough said. Enough said. Well, yeah. fellas, today was definitely a fun episode. We uh, hit an hour mark. M plus. Sure did. Sure <laughs> did. Good topics. Good coverage. Next week should definitely be fun, guys. Sure will. Sure will. We'll definitely get back to it. I'll be excited for next week. Until then. Thanks to all our listeners. Yes, Thank- sir. Yes, sir. Until next week, everybody. Thanks for having me again. Cultural sports. We out. Yes, yeah, sir. Take care, fellas. Like, Take likewise. Care.